Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This time I want to talk about consumers. U.S. consumers and consumers around the rest of the world. And where we're going in the next phase of the struggle we're having with inflation. New round of data, and data is very important. The GDP, the gross domestic production, gives you an idea whether you're in a recession or not. They updated the first quarter revision. We're still at down 1.6. We haven't got another revision for the second quarter. We're still down about 0.9. I think in some respects we're in a recession. They won't be able to announce it for several months. It's okay. The third quarter data, even though there's been some activity, it's hard to say whether it'll be more robust at all. The economy is slowing. A number of things are slowing. Unfortunately, some of the very important things like inflation are still high. And we've talked about that, even though short term inflation is cooling a lot. Gasoline and oil came way down. Price of gasoline on its way down, except in California, had no impact on the inflation numbers. It has been rent, so on and so forth. More on that later. Initial jobless claims, down. They don't want the numbers to be down. They want unemployment to have higher claims and go up. And when I say they, I'm talking about the Federal Reserve. They want to start hitting the employment market so they know they're having an impact on the cost of money increases they're doing. Freddie Mac came out and said, yeah, 30-year yeah, mortgage, 6.7 plus 0.9, you can't get them that cheap. You can pay 6.7, but it'll be a point, point and a half on top of that. Mortgages are already in the sevens. And by the time November and certainly December is over, they'll be in the eights. We just have to go there. Now, here's where people have been spending their money. Rents have been increasing dramatically. That has cooled. Home health care, Healthcare in general, a number of other places, unexciting places where, is where people have been spending their money. The fun stuff down here in the bottom, like recreation and new toys and durable goods and refrigerators, so on and so forth, that's all down. And gasoline is well down. This is okay, but it's not enough to have an impact on inflation yet. Savings, well, it's down. We knew it was coming down. People were spending a little more. And a lot of the stimulus money is over, which brought those savings numbers way up. It still has not had much of an impact on what is in savings and checking accounts in the U.S. That's $17 trillion sitting in the banks. But the savings rate, which is countered by the spending rate, spending is up, savings is down. Bank of America is very generous in how they, let's call it, distribute their own internal data. And this is about a gig economy. This is income into Bank of America credit cards. And you're talking about somebody who's got a conventional high-quality credit card from a bank, so they have a job, and they put money on their credit card, which is a little unusual, this does not include people who don't have credit cards, people who wouldn't put money on a credit card. Their gig economy is way up. 
Imagine what it really is in fact. We're probably at the point now where the US economy, 10, 12% gig economy and growing. It's another reason that unemployment isn't getting as bad as the Federal Reserve would like to see because there are alternatives. Used cars, still expensive. Quality used cars are hard to find and they're extraordinarily expensive. And a lot of people aren't willing to wait six months for a new one, which is kind of where we are. And the manufacturers are saying, oh, we're bringing them online, but oh, by the way, they're gonna be a little pricey. Well, yeah. Homes, yes, we've had sales down. This is National Association of Realtors. Unfortunately, we knew home sales were gonna go down. We really don't know how much because this information includes May data. And in real estate, the difference between May and August is night and day. And I don't believe we'll really have accurate information on what's going on in the home market for a couple of months because we haven't felt what's really going on in the market when mortgages are in the sevens and they will be in the eights. Then we'll know where the home market is. Seasonality in home ownership and prices has been the same. This date is 30 years old. The blue is 30 years old. The green, well, that's 2022. Much more robust up and down. Same seasonal trends. Homes are always more expensive in the spring than they are in the fall. We had a very dramatic turnaround. They were way expensive in the spring and now they're coming way down in the fall. I don't think there's going to be way down and there's certainly not gonna be a collapse. We won't have a true picture until we see the data on how the mortgage market has impacted sales. Mortgages have gone up twice, more than doubled. Prices have not dropped by 50%. So there's something in between. ISM numbers came out down 50.9. I've mentioned several times the ISM, the Institute of Supply Management. Anything above 50 is in expansion territory. Below 50 is obviously in contraction. And we've had some low numbers. We were down in the 30s in 2008. Well, it's headed down. It'll be interesting to see how far it goes. Obviously, it's part of the inflation battle, partly to get industry to slow. If industry slows, they put people out of the marketplace, so on and so forth. You know the drill. Right now, corporate America, they're doing pretty well. This is the delinquencies on junk bonds. They're in the floor. They're hardly, they're not even at 1%. Corporate America still has lots of money and very manageable debt. It's going to take a lot to get them to slow down if the consumer just maintains its own pace. And I'm talking about the US consumer here. On a slightly different subject, in some respects, this is some questions I've had. Border security basically put out a report saying, we've had a lot of encounters with people at the Mexican border, but they're now more others than everybody else. What border protection calls encounters of other, that's not Mexican or Central America, it's somebody else. So the others include, as you might imagine, is a fair amount of Asians, 
Ukrainians in that whole area. There's a fair amount of Brazilians. And now there's some more Cubans that are growing a little bit discouraged with the revolution. So that border is, well, it's always been a way into the US. It's getting more robust. It's not just the traditional. The other, and they don't disclose who the other are, we're just gonna have to see, but they will be entering the workforce. Internationally, things are not looking good for anybody. Uh, not even Canada. The U.S. consumer has money. The U.S. consumer isn't worried about heating their homes. The U.S. consumer is a lot of things. But the rest of the world, they have more significant problems. We'll talk about food here in a minute. But everybody else has grown more dependent on the U.S. that has a very strong currency, which makes it harder on them. Great Britain has really done some monumentally stupid things in the last couple of months. Yeah, that's it. Try and tax the few that contribute into the economy even more and get in the reaction is they almost had a guilt collapse. Guilt is a term they use for British bonds. We call them treasuries. They call them gilts. They drop like a rock. Basically, you'd say, you're looking at the spreads here, that the credit worthiness of England is worse than Greece or Italy. Not good news. They're going to try and fix that, but the damage is already done, and they're going to have a cold winter. The rest of Europe, cold winter. It's just going to take a little while. Somebody asked, gee, what's the carbon footprint on cryptocurrencies? Well, as it turns out, Bitcoin has a worse carbon footprint than beef. It's not nearly as bad as coal, but frankly, if you put electric cars and replaced every car in America with an electric car, you probably wouldn't reduce the CO2 in the atmosphere because that's what China puts out in a month. Their emissions are growing, they're getting worse. They have to keep themselves warm and it's with coal, relatively low quality coal. So it's gonna be bad for the environment here for a little while. Finally, in the past, I've spoken about the fundamentals of what it takes to keep people rolling in this society. Well, it's steel, concrete, plastic, and ammonia. Ammonia, of course, fertilizer for food. You need the fertilizer. We only have natural growing capacity for about 4 billion people, and we're coming up on 8, so we need fertilizer. Those of you probably weren't aware that there's an ammonia pipeline and it, um, interestingly enough, runs the length and breadth of the parts of the Ukraine that Russia has claimed. We don't know what the future of that pipeline is. It ends in Odessa. But that is the hub of where a lot of relatively inexpensive fertilizer used to be, as well as grain exports. Well, fertilizer has gone up 400%, food 250%. It hasn't had an impact yet, but we're just starting the second round. The last nine months have been what's been in storage. We'll see what's stored in the future. There's a lot of conversation about, gee, we're having food problems in Africa. Well, it's hard to get through the noise between the organizations that are raising money and the warlord business. They're trying to get in the energy business. That's bad news for OPEC across the Red Sea. 
OPEC is looking at oil coming down rapidly. It was 78 last week, up in the low 80s right now. Part and parcel because one, we're drilling a lot of holes and pretty soon we're gonna be up to our lower lips in natural gas. But if Africa gets into the energy business in a serious way, it's gonna have a big impact on energy everywhere. Now, finally, what we have right now is what the Federal Reserve is going to do here in November. It's November 2nd, next meeting. Cost of money right now is three and a quarter. They've been and have mentioned that 4% is their target number, which is a good number. That's mortgages in the sixes. That's inflation at two. That's 2% in your money market, so on and so forth. One and a half in your money market. Well, they're talking more now, which isn't good. We don't want to see them raise three quarters of a percent, 75 basis points in November. That would take us from three and a quarter to four. That would be viewed by the marketplace as a bad thing. That would probably have a very unpleasant reaction. If we get half a percent or even less, much better that extends the pain out. It gives the opportunity for the data to come in because we wait for the data. Right now, that's sort of the goal. Thanks for joining me. There'll be more later, data dependent, of course. And if you have some questions, send them along. I'm happy to deal with them. Info at shjwealthadvisors.com. Thanks for joining me.